In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by Captain America's Replacement. Welcome in to episode 76 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I'm Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson, who will never be replaced unless I die. Well, isn't that how Cap got replaced? That's sad. Indeed it is. Dun, dun, dun. And I am... Pick your title, Nick. Um, I have many. Narco, nuclear, nuclear, nuclear Nick. Yeah, we'll see which is one it is by title. the end of the show. Nuanced. Look, yesterday I felt like Narco Nick, but that's a whole different thing. Really? Oh, that good, sounds like a fun story. Got a good story from the Actually, yes. Bama so, LSU game, for which for, you attended? For reasons to not necessarily get into here, um, the place where we go and tailgate with our Bama game friends that we get to visit a game or two a year with. Yeah, Druggy Alley. Go ahead. Well, it's funny you mention that. Bammers. Um, so we, we're in a different tailgating spot, and it's it's on the backside of the new frat row in Tuscaloosa. And where we tailgated, one of the family members, uh, that was their frat when they were in school at UA. And um, we had been kind of watching the goings-on of this frat party all day, kind of doing our old people people watching thing. Yep. And um, People chase his age. That's nice. So many jokes. And so guy comes back from partying it up in different parts of Tuscaloosa, and my friend was like, hey, can you you get us in there? He's like, yeah. They're like, if um, anybody asks you for like the handshake, you can give it to me. Yeah. So we walk through the frat house, and you guys accuse me of being narco, Nick. Really? Oh. There was some big narcos in there? Oh. What was the handshake? Oh, I never had to see it. At that point in the day, How would you have they known? weren't checking for attendance. How would you? We have known? wouldn't have known it. He would have known it. Oh, he was okay, a member okay. of the frat. So sometimes they'll so they'll ask really for a handshake. Oh, I have no idea. Oh. My friend was being stupid. Oh, okay. But yes, there was um, yeah, there was a lot of weed in Tuscaloosa. Yesterday. A lot of weed. Oh yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna rat them out? Right who out? The frat. Do you have pictures? Let's put them on social media and tag people. Cause controversy. That explains that tweet you sent out yesterday. I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's since indeed. deleted. Just kidding. <laughs> no, that, that was look. That was one of those those moments when I went first. Oh dear God, I'm old. Second, my children are never going to college. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 heartening. Yeah, it's good to have goals for your kids. Mm-hmm. Episode seventy six. Hey, let me tell you what. If you saw some of the things those girls was wearing or not wearing to that, they were wearing jerseys as dresses. I kid you not. Jerseys, boots. What? Okay, let you know what? Never going to college. Okay. Let's go back to episode 76. <laughs> you asked for the story? I did. Do, 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 does anyone know why episode 76 is brought to us by Captain America's replacement? I don't know what Bucky has to do with it. It, it wasn't, it's not Bucky. See, I've, my wife discovered this, by the yes, way. It, okay, here, no, here's the problem. Your okay. wife, yes, sitting in is. studio with us. She is in studio. Closest today. thing we've ever had to a female co host. Love um, me, Allison. What do you count, Aaron? When she was on the show. I'm in an adult female close. Did you say that my wife was the first, closest thing we've ever had to a female? No. Okay. Because <laughs> that's insulting. That, that would be insulting had okay. I said that. 
But that's only a partial sentence. I should listen to so many every, all, all that you say. Okay, yes. my wife found this because I couldn't figure out what episode 76 we brought by, except for the 76 gas stations. Yes. And so it was going to mm-hmm. be like okay. episode 76 brought to you by the big orange ball. But my wife wasn't sure that that would go real well. So or brought to you by gas, which also might not go real well. Yep. So she found this, a uh, Marvel superhero William Nosland, known as the Spirit of 76. I've heard of the Spirit of 76. From a Marvel comic. Well, I'll be. And he briefly, in the comic book world in 1945, when Captain America went missing, Harry Truman asked William Nosland to replace Captain America. Well, I'll be. And, now, uh, did he, I mean, did he, and then he got carry killed. the shield? Yes, he carried the sh- He carried a... Uh, so did he go by the moniker of Captain America, or did he fill his role while Cap was missing? So uh, in this is important. <clears throat> yeah. So in a canonical, you'll understand this. I don't. In a canonical portion of the story in issue number four, August nineteen seventy seven of the alternate universe series, what if Naslin succeeds Steve Rogers as Captain America, the first of three official replacements until Rogers resumed the role years later. Interesting. And he. Uh, so his uh, the spirit of seventy six superhuman powers was he was a really good athlete, uh, superb hand to hand combat, and he had a cloak that was made of an unknown bulletproof and fireproof material. That's when right. When he became Captain America, he carried a shield um, fashioned by the U.S. government after the design used by Captain America. But so. it was not mm-hmm. adamantium; it was steel, yeah. and he had no super- superhuman powers. He was just a good athlete, which is why he was killed in action. Well, that's that's what you get. So, but anyway, so we've learned something. Because we have learned something on the Gospel Friends. Uh, a see, show most most people will only only give you credit for Bucky post Winter Soldier, and then now obviously Falcon. But yeah, interesting. Okay, episode seventy six. So we have several good segments coming up today. We do, uh, and, and we started and, off the show with just a really remarkable uh, prayer. And off air, so I feel like we're really gonna, we're really I, gonna go deep today. I think, I think, I think it was a good prayer. Best, best ever. Filled with the joy TGF of the Lord. History. Oh yeah, the yeah, laughter, very of mature. The, the laughter of the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're Is introducing like throwback to an early two. When was that? When was the laughter movement? Uh, that would be the mid, mid to late nineties. Was it that? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to all of our Pentecostal listeners. We're introducing What's two up, new Nathan? segments today. Uh, the one that I'm going to be doing is called Retro Friends. Kudos to Nick for coming up with the title. We're actually going to, during the Retro Friends segment, we're going to go back to an earlier show, play a clip. Um, It could either be a serious clip or a funny clip. Today it's going to be a serious clip. And we're going to ask, would you give the same answer today uh, that we did back then as far as the issue we were discussing? So Retro Friends coming up. What are you bringing to the table, Chase? What's on tap? I actually have a new segment as well. Going to call it Reacts, R-E-A-X, um, because X makes everything better. Cool. And I'm going to... Reacts makes everything cool. Yeah. I'm going to uh, give you guys some stories. Hashtag episode two. And you're going to react to them, and I'm going to judge... That's stupid! Like that? Uh, yeah, like that, but okay. you got to do a better job than that because I'm going to judge whichever one has the best reaction because they, that person <laughs> oh, gets to pick the next story. So it'll be kind of a, a fast-paced current events thing. I like it. Nick, what are you going to do today? Besides, Stare at you meanly if you keep going road to add. Smoke them up. Wow. 
Still no, David. Um, actually going to <laughs> oh help us. That should be Nick's like um, his motto: smoke them if you got them. <laughs> no, that should be like his. Um, you know, like a, music that gets played to let it, people know that he's so about where, to talk. Where you have this. <laughs> like a sound <laughs> effect. Awesome. Oh, What's mine? Fail. Yeah. yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Dogma. Wait for it. That was awful. Yeah. Yours could be like. <sighs> yes. <sighs> yeah. There, okay. There's got to be a movie that they say smoke them if you got them. Yeah, no, there, I'm sure. There is. Um, Smoke if you got them, and then he falls forward. What's that movie? I'll think about it. You go ahead. What are you? What are you doing today? Uh, yeah, we got um, an article. Uh, friend of the show, um, formerly um, a name that he wishes to <laughs> forget, um, and he requested to be known as Cerebro from here on out. Uh, Kevin Small. He has a um, a ministry, uh, Hope for the Journey, and one of his um, posts was interesting to me for for us to kind of discuss, and it's. Um, Five things he wishes you knew about the parent parents of prodigals. And so um, his kind of focus there is ministry to prodigals, uh, their families, how to and, and how to churches to better help them and things like that. And so um, this article about parents of prodigals I thought might be one interesting for us to discuss. Okay. Um, so we're, we're not allowed to call him Dr. Septum anymore? Uh, he he. We were discussing um, some things for the show, and, and he did make mention that uh, – Doctor Septon needs to needs to go. Really, okay. Cerebro is the new one. Yep, that was a requ- uh, he had two Cerebro, and then uh, what was the other one? What is that foul noise? So I'm watching the clip from Spaceballs, the movie, in okay. which uh, let us know when you're ready to Lord, record a podcast. Lord yeah. Helmet, Darth Helmet, Dark Helmet. Yeah, and that's where the line comes. Smoke if you got them. We're stopped. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Take a five-minute break. Smoke if you got them. Smoke if you got them. All right. Now, that, that phrase in particular has been around since World War II, if not prior to that, just, you know, for the record. But thank you, Spaceballs, for it. And you would know. Yep. I am an etymologist. I'll just admit you were old. And also we have a game that. today. You're yes, bringing we a have game. a game. So we're going to start off with Reacts. Sounds good. <laughs> Just a second too late. Yeah, you were. Hey, that's not the theme music for Reacts. Hey, we need a we need that's a theme, the theme for Reacts. Something with X's in it, like maybe two or three X's. That would be really cool. Can you find some theme music with that? All my Nick? X's live in Texas. Ooh, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's, got, that's so that's, not what uh, Chase was trying to get you no, to pull up. But that's oh, got two X's in it. That's something. All my X's. Texas living, yeah, it's Texas. Two X's. Okay, okay. Um, all right, guys. Here's the first one. Uh, Nick, you're going to get to go first here, okay? Because David okay. found the story. Um, an Ohio first grader, six years old. You no, know we had to do the remix, right? <laughs> okay, I'm just it. gonna, I'm just gonna have to ask you guys to pay a little more attention to well, the I was podcast. To get you. You're watching a video. You're watching a video. You're flirting with some random redhead in the room. It's just time <laughs> like to normal. chill out and focus in on fairness, the podcast. I was trying to find you your ex's music. That's what I was trying to yeah, find. Yeah, I appreciate but. that. But we can do that later in post-production. <laughs> fine, fine. Now yeah, we're gonna we have to do can a do show. it in post-production. Sure, we can. I was using the... Uh, <laughs> The universal we. We would be there. We would be there with you in spirit. No, you wouldn't. In spirit, while I'm taking a nap. Here we go. Okay, Ohio, 
Dateline, Ohio. Oh, 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 I do have a sound clip for that. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's pretty good. Hey, here we go. Dateline. Dateline, Ohio. Malachi Miel, age six, was playing Power Rangers. Power Rangers. With well, he at his school, Our Lady of Lords School in Westwood, which well. sounds to me fairly suspiciously Catholic. Yes, not sure. He was playing. He was playing the Power Rangers game, and he pretended to have a bow and arrow. And in the midst of pretending to have a bow and arrow, he pretended to shoot said bow and arrow. Another of the students was shocked at this sort of exceedingly violent behavior. Told the teacher the teacher told the principal and young malachi was suspended for quote serious behavior and behavior that threatened the commitment to the education process the principal uh, upon being interviewed for suspending this young man for having again an imaginary bow and arrow right like finger guns but a bow and arrow the principal said this this is, by the way, Principal uh, Joe Cracciolo, and I don't he care if I Cracciolo. I don't care if I pronounce his name right or not. He doesn't deserve any more than that. He said, "I have no tolerance for any real, pretend, or imitated violence. The punishment is an out-of-school suspension." All right, Nick, let's get your reaction to this story. Can I get a couple pieces of context? Sure. We have them. How old was the kid? Six. Yeah. Okay. Do we know at what point in school it was? Like what point of the day? Recess. Okay. Um, Both of those things with, were covered. Okay, but I have to pay attention to know those. Oh, okay. Um, do we know if the kid had had any other disciplinary problems? We do not. Okay. So don't be stupid. Don't expect a six-year-old boy to not act like a six-year-old boy. That's my reaction. He was, okay. He's a six-year-old boy at recess. I mean, do you want them to – they're going to run. They're going to – to want to hit or pretend to hit, they're going to want to kick things and hit things and smash things, and they need to get that energy out because that's what six-year-old boys do. So would you rather them do that on the playground in a time that's designed for that or be bouncing off the walls in your class? If it's not bouncing off the walls in your class, let them be boys at recess. Do we have a time limit on our reactions? Uh, No, but that that was short and sweet. What? No, sir. Okay. You don't get to call a reaction long. I'm going to agree with Nick. That's one point for him. He's up on you by six and a half points to zero. Go ahead, David. Okay, I have two reactions. Can I do that? They better be good. Okay, my first one is um, uh, when I was when I was fourteen, I was stuttering. That's minus one. When I was fourteen, I was in love with the Pink Power Ranger. That was my first reaction. Most guys, Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. So don't tell me. Maybe we not reference that so quickly next time. I mean, who? Who, Which Power Ranger? Second reaction. There was a Pink Power Ranger. I never knew that. Yes, there was. So, second reaction. Oh, I should listen to the show. Uh, I'm going to quote Tony Vance. I would like you to stop the earth now and let me get off. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good one. He said that in this thread when, when I posted the story in the Hall of Dogma. Okay, that's pretty good reaction. You posted that story um, that he's talking about? Yeah, I posted that story. David, you Because get, I, was, I was so shocked by it. You get five points uh, minus one for the stuttering at the beginning. That's four. <sighs> Nick, you had six and a, f- and a half. You win. Uh, neither one of you displayed quite the outrage I was looking for. That is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. I cannot believe an adult 
would do that, that adult needs to be fired because somebody you're, that would make a decision like my that. Idea. Can I do mine over? Somebody, no. Can I react again? No. You may not. Why? You may not. All right, Nick, you get to pick the next story. You have a choice of two. Assaulting me with a can will not work. Does that go ahead and lose him another point on the next round? It it probably disfavors the judge against him. And since there's only one judge. You guys are liberals changing the rules as we go. I can change whatever I want to. This is my segment. Also sounds like liberal. Shh, quiet. Mute his microphone. Also sounds like liberal. Over to you. Mute the. Opposition. I really am about nice. to start meet your microphone. Too. Nick, you get to choose. Would you like to choose to discuss how the Mormon Church this week came out and labeled the children of same-sex couples as apostates, as well as those same-sex couples, therefore, therefore nullifying a prediction I made a couple of months ago that the Mormon Church was very close to accepting homosexuality? Or would you like to discuss... Thomas Schreiner's article this week in the on cbmw.org that suggested Perry Noble is wrong in his call for women preachers. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. Choose one, but only one. Oh no. God. Oh, this is a <laughs> There's a no good answer situation here. Uh let's go with the Mormons. Okay. Dateline Utah. Time 2015. Help a me, Jerry new Buckley. You're my only hope. Mormon church policy has come out this week that says that gay married couples yeah, or moved. people He's in, in Arizona now. People in same sex marriage. Here's our Mormon connection though. Like yeah, our was. understanding Mormon connection. He Take was. your riddle in Garths. <laughs> a new Mormon church policy has come out this week that says that members who are in same sex marriages are apostates. And their children are barred from baptism and church membership unless they disavow same-sex unions. So same-sex marriage Mormons are apostate. That means they've fallen away from Mormonism. And their children are barred from baptism and church membership unless they come out and disavow themselves same-sex unions. If they do that then uh, and if a particular official in the Mormon church has to still rubber stamp their baptism and participation in communion. So they have to disavow, to they have to disavow same-sex unions as in they will not participate in one or basically they have disown to say their parents? That they're wrong. No, no, they have to say that a same-sex union is wrong uh, in that sense. Uh, <laughs> With the context of the shows we've already recorded talking about homosexuality, my reaction is, so they're actually being biblical for once. Um, now, you know, talking more about the children than about the, the, the parents, um, to me that's a, yeah, obviously, because I think there's enough precedent that we talked about in the Word that being in a homosexual union um, is unbiblical um, on the lines of apostasy. So, yeah, I don't have a like throw a can at you reaction like David did a moment ago, but um, it's pretty much a and moving on kind of thing. So I don't know how to blow up about that one per se, but. Uh, okay. So your your reaction is kind of meh. It sounds like a pretty good policy. Well, I'm, if anything, I'm surprised that the Mormons are being so biblical, um, but beyond that. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of a man. Slightly meh. positive. Go ahead. Did, well, See, I, I had the, that reaction at first, except 
like did they do they mention Jesus at all as being a? It almost sounded like if hey, if you disavow homosexuality, we'll let you be a member of the church. Okay, I guess we'll let you let stay me give you in the church. A little church. specificity so, here. Um, do they care the, about Jesus as far as being a member of the church? I don't know, but I will say this: the it, Mormon it sounded, church to me like that it was an issue of if you're a member of the church and your parents go this way, you have to say yeah, you could be in grounds of getting kicked out unless church discipline is going to come to you too unless. Is that, is that along the lines of what it is? Well, essentially, you can't become part of the church. The, this policy will forbid the natural or adopted children of parents in same-sex relationships from receiving a name, uh, a special Mormon name, and a blessing in a ceremony performed by the priesthood. <laughs> Additionally, children of same-sex unions biblical. will be required to be of legal age and no longer living with their parents in order to be baptized, confirmed, ordained, or recommended for missionary service. And the child would have to disavow same-sex relationships. Yeah, so it's, you know, to me, it's a, um, I think the Mormons, I think the Mormon church is a cult. I think it's a false gospel. I think it's a, you know, to me, it's a, it's a veil of biblical, you know, a veiled biblical stance, but it, it's masking um What's really going on in the church, which is, it's not gospel centered. It's not centered on the work of Christ, and so, you know, it, to me, it's like a any other secular club coming up with their membership requirements. Sounds good, but at the end of the day, still missing too much. Still missing, yeah. Still missing the gospel. Still missing Christ. So it's, uh, you know, if if nothing else, to me, it may confuse. More along the line, you get some Christians applauding them and saying, oh, this is good, because this is a big moral question right now in the country. And so you get Christians applauding what they're doing, because it does sound biblical. I mean, I agree with Nick. Like, sure. it sounds like that. I said, but it, Technically, I said more biblical. That it, statement it, is biblical. More, I'm surprised it, it, that the Mormons yeah, it are being like, it. sounds like, hey, the Mormons are doing something we would agree with at once. But I mean, it's still, they're not Christ-centered. They're not gospel-centered. It's not a true church. So it's to me, it's... Uh, it's a deceptive veil over um, not really actually, biblical. I actually respect that. Okay, you each get two and a half points for your response, which was not particularly passionate. David, you get a bonus point for mentioning Jesus and a bonus point for mentioning the gospel. That puts you at four and a See, half to two and a half. Are these rules written I, I down were, anywhere? I knew you were pandering. If you would read... The document, you would find out, yes, they are written down somewhere. Okay, I'm going to go pull the document up and see if they're Well, it doesn't tell you what the rules were. It just says it's written down somewhere. (laughs) I have the rules. You don't have to worry about that. But fortunately for you, you get to pick the next story. Okay. Do you want to talk about how this past week Houston voters defeated a controversial ordinance that would allow transgender people to use whatever sex bathroom they want to? Or do you want to talk about how China has rescinded their one-child policy. Both of these topics have particular interest for you. I wonder which one you're going to choose, Yes, Mr. I am going to pick... uh, I do apologize if my use of a gender attributive before your name is offensive. Yes. I'll just call you McConnell. Is that better? Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be that would be great. Let's talk about the Houston thing. <laughs> you oh, you repudiate your uh, 
your own flesh and blood to talk about the Houston thing. Very well. Uh, you are boom. more interested in bathrooms than adoption. I understand. I sympathize. It is an interesting story. <laughs> Mayor and keep Mayor, piling on, Chase. Keep piling on. <laughs> Mayor Anise Parker, who is herself a lesbian, which I think that is uh, at least apropos to the story. Uh, I'm not saying that in a derogatory fashion. That is just who she is. She has uh, persuaded the city council of Houston last year to pass ordinances that would forbid any sort of gender discrimination. And really, potentially, according to some, she went further than that. And the city council has, well, the city has proposed uh, a referendum, Proposition 1, the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, which guaranteed uh, all sorts of protections for members of the lesbian, gay, uh, transgender communities, including the provision that got the most headlines, which is that uh, people of any gender can use a restroom of, of essentially whatever gender they want to. If they are transgender, you can't block people from doing that. That measure was defeated with 62% of Houston voters saying no. We do not want that. David McConnell, your reaction. All right. So my reaction is that common in this case, and it's not happening everywhere, but common sense prevailed. And I think the reason that's important is because I think the this huge argument from the people who are promoting the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda. And I think there is one out there politically. You go back and listen to some of our other podcasts to get our full view on the homosexual issue. We are not, I believe, in any way homophobes. We have made it very clear that um, we do not believe homosexuality is a sin greater than any other sin, uh, and that um, much of the Christian reaction against homosexuals and transgender people uh, needs a lot of work. However, Part of their stance in pushing that political agenda is that you know we need to use common sense. We need to uh, look out for the best interest of all people, and we can't um, we you know we can't you know create a situation where people's rights are violated. And and then they to me they completely go against themselves hypocritically by. By trying to promote this, hey, if you think you're a boy, then you're a boy. If you think you're a girl, you're a girl. And uh, and, and now they're starting to pass laws. The I, I read this week the U.S. Department of Education, uh, the Office for Civil Rights, ordered a taxpayer-funded school district in the sub- suburbs of Chicago to allow a male transgender student who dresses like a girl and otherwise identifies as a female to use the girl's locker room and shower on school premises because he's a boy um, by anatomy, but he says, I'm really not. I'm really a girl. And my rights are being violated because I can't dress with the other girls. And the school district said, you're right. We can't violate your rights. They have to let you use the girl's locker room. And it is absurd that's just it's i mean it's so crazy it's common sense if you have boy parts you're a boy if you have girl parts you're a girl it's that simple done okay 
I will. I like it. Okay, so I'm actually going to see the point, David, because the only thing I would change about what he said would be an, an addition, which is how slippery of a slope does this become? Because what right now it's they're transgender. When it when does it become about just sexual, plain sexual attraction? Well, you know, I'm attracted to boys. I mean. I'm attracted to girls. You know, there's a reason we don't let the genders have share a restroom now and it's modesty and it's, you know, personal privacy and things like that. Do we just stop splitting restrooms because everyone could be attracted to everyone? Or do you have 17 restrooms? Do you have, do you have a restroom for heterosexual boys and heterosexual girls? Do you have, uh, one for transgender boys and transgender girls, homosexual boys and homosexual girls. What about bisexual? What about uh, androgynous? So, That's a big word. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Androgynous, I think, means uh, that uh, the, the, your sex is not particularly evident. Yes, uh, that's actually what I was was thinking of. Um, and, and so, partly, I'm sorry, partly male and partly female in appearance or of indeterminate sex. Yes. Um, how, how slippery of a slope does this become? Where, and the other thing I'm concerned about is a situation like that is is a situation where there is so much talk about confused gender identity, in which you're attracted to say both, or you aren't sure which you are. And, and at that point. I, Anyway, I, well, I don't know. And, and that's just, the thing. We can't even counsel people that way. It, the, the government wants to stop trying to help people uh, uh, you know, you, who may be confused. And, and that's, you know, I've said this on an earlier show. I absolutely believe there, may, there, there are people who are confused. Sure. They are deceived. They are by the enemy deceived. They're a boy, and they think they're a girl. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, 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 if if someone came to me with that type of confusion, I would want to take them to. I would want to biblically counsel them, and I would start with, "You are as God created you, and you can physically see how God created you." And God created you male or female, and you are who he created, and you can tell that physically. And so there, no matter – your emotions may be deceiving you, your, your mind may be deceiving you, your will may be deceiving you. But physically, look, because that's how God created you. He created us in his image, male and female. And we, we're – the government doesn't want you to do that. I mean, you can't – you know, they're, they're saying, you know – counseling that may try to counsel someone who feels their boy trapped in a girl's body or vice versa, trying to counsel them and say, no, you really are a boy. You really are a girl. You, you really aren't attracted to the, to the same sex. You can't even do that anymore. It's, it's they're, they're, they're making that illegal in some places where, where you can't do that type of therapy. So, um, with children. So it's just very, you know, it's, it lacks common sense. This is, you know, sin and these sin issues. It's spiraling out of control. It will continue to do so, and we we've lost the ability to be even be able to look at issues with just a a common sense approach, and say, obviously, if you're a boy, you go in the boys' locker room, and if you're a girl, you go in the girls' locker room. It's the thing about this one that's 
there are those that are born in between or in yeah, yeah absolutely there is and, an issue with and that. so what you know what what I've run into is someone who always wants to argue the exception who always wants to bring up well what do you do with this case which well, is a very probably very small it, it's it's a very it's a very small percentage and my question is we weren't talking about that yep we <laughs> as a father of a daughter or a father of a son who we live in a sexually charged sexually exploited world and and now you want to tell me that someone could lie for evil intent which people do every day to further endanger the safety of my son or daughter yeah let me let me just roll over and let you do that yeah. no problem so anyway i think we went more diatribe together than React differently, Chase. I appreciate the passion. Each one of you gets seven points. I will say this in closing out this section. Um, We are living in a culture right now that is currently denying God-given gender as as something as of important. Uh, In other words, your biological gender is not important. There are numerous examples of this, uh, but I will give you one in particular, a young man, a very tragic example Bruce Reiner, might not have heard of them. Uh, Bruce and Brian Reimer were born in the mid-60s. They were twin boys. Uh, Both of them, at a very early age, six to eight months, began to have trouble urinating. Doctors told the family that their issue could be fixed with a simple uh, circumcision-type surgery. Uh, The doctors botched that surgery on Bruce Reiner, rather than using a scalpel, they used a um, electric cauterizing needle. It, it caused a great amount of mutilation. Uh, a psychologist named Dr. John Mooney was brought in to help with the situation. He believed that gender was not a matter of who you were, but it was ma- uh, uh, how you were created. But it was a matter of how you were brought up. He told the Rhymers to raise Bruce as a girl and their other son who came through the procedure fine. Uh, Brian, he would be raised as a boy. Well, so they they did sex change operations on Bruce uh, to turn him into a girl. This was very young. He grew up thinking he was a girl um, and nobody ever told him anything different. Ultimately, he he acted like a boy in every way, despite the fact that he had been given the appearance of a girl, but he acted like a boy in every way. He did not have friends. People called him Cavewoman. Um, Realizing the truth at a later age, he reverted back uh, in a variety of ways of being a man, but ultimately committed suicide. Um, Just kind of showing you gender that you are built in is is who you are. And I, I think reacting to that... Uh, if, if you look at statistics of suicide among transgenders, it's it's rampant and, and tragic. And, of course, the transgender community would say, well, this is because everybody persecutes us. And I, I do not deny that. But I would also say it is exceedingly dangerous to fight against who you are and how you are. And to think that's merely a product of nurture is demonstrably foolish and dangerous. And, and I want to say my reaction is more toward society than those people. Because, I, again, I know you could be confused. I know you could be conflicted. Mm. And I understand that you probably are being persecuted. And you hear my comments, True. and it, it definitely sounds like more persecution. 
But I'm saying we're not helping these people as a society because we're moving into this this place of, ah, if you feel like a girl, you're a girl. Yeah. If you feel like a boy, no matter what your body mechanics, anatomy looks like, that's what you are. And so we'll help you. We'll help change your anatomy to match how you feel rather than us be able to say, ah, I know how you feel, but you know, let, me, let us help you get your emotions and your thinking straight because you are how you have been born. Yeah. And, well, and, well, quite. I mean, we don't know how they feel. At the same no. time, the thing that's going to help you most is not rejecting who you are. It is somehow, some way, finding a way to embrace that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a fun game, Chase. That wasn't the game. That was. That was oh, a I'm segment. sorry. Fun segment. Yeah, fun me. segment. I apologize. We're about to move to the there game. Was it's sort of like the game. Yes, yeah. there were points attributed. As I enjoyed the, the reacts. Run. Huzzah! First, first uh, ever segment of reacts. You can give us your feedback. We'll give you some contact in th- info throughout the show. We're about to do the actual game. The actual for game. today. But before that, I want to give a shout out. We've got some shout outs and listener feedback coming Just today. But uh, let you know you can join us. In our Facebook group, the Hall of Dogma, on Facebook, where we discuss issues like this and merriment, having a good time sure. as well. You can get there. See, I was going to say if you wanted to respond. To, I was thinking you were going if you wanted to respond to that segment. Uh, if you want to respond to that segment, it might be better to email us or send okay. us a tweet. Well, I know how to get to the Hall of Dogma. Hallofdogma.com. Yep. How do they email us? That would be thegospelfriends at gmail.com. That would work. So you could send us uh, your reaction, yes. or they could leave us a voicemail. Yep, 205-575-9735. Yeah, leave us a voicemail, which does still work. Someone asked this week. It does. It does work. Does that imply that we haven't heard their message or haven't responded to it? No, I think they were listening to episode two or three, and they just wondered, okay. hey, does, okay. is the voicemail still in play? Yep, it is. And it is. So you could you leave us a voicemail or send us an email. What if they're international, though, David? Well, they would have to go to speakpipe.com speakpipe.com forward slash the gospel friends. Now, shout out to, um, in the Hall of Dogma, Lucy Marskell, who had a couple of really good posts this this week. <laughs> one yesterday... She brings the funny. One yesterday, she, she, she posted a picture of a tombstone, which doesn't sound funny, but it, it's of a lady Sounds on one of those... Sad. It's a, It's of a lady on one of those old-fashioned cell phones. There it is. Oh, oh. And her family oh, put her epi- epitaph. How do you say that? Epitaph? Epitaph? Hey, y'all just ignore me. It's fine. Epitaph. Anyway, whatever. I was looking at the thing. So it's it's the lady. It's Kim, apparently, on her cell phone. And so her family had the words inscribed, Jesus called and Kim answered. <laughs> and Lucy posted it in the Hall of Dogma with the comment, this is why having caller ID is important. <laughs> That's that's good work, good work, Lucy. Okay, <laughs> there's so many layers. So, and then Lucy oh, followed man. that up today by posing a question to the hall: Would you rather invite Joel Osteen <laughs> as guest preacher to your church, or be a five point Calvinist preaching tulip on the streets, also known as the gospel? Hmm. <laughs> I think I I think I know what I'd so pick close. there. Sorry, Joel. What time is it now, Nick? Really? We're going straight there? Wow, that's just... Motorhead. They were a guest on the show once. We lost oh. that recording. I thought Lemmy did a good job yeah. on that particular show. 
It is time to play the game. Who has the game today? I have the game today. Wow. You're just kind of owning this episode. Well, early parts of this show, I'm going to talk a lot, but uh, I just kind of have a feeling early oh, David parts got of, his word in of on the last 77, I'm not going to talk nearly as much. So that's just going to be how it works. This is a game that I've, I've kind of thought about for a long time. I am fairly fascinated with uh, voice actors. Um, in cartoons and things like that. Some of these voice actors are, are really, they do amazing work with their voices, and you would be astonished, or at least I hope you would be, otherwise this game's going to be boring. I think you would be astonished to know the full range of who all these people are. Hey, what are you clowns doing on your cell phones? I was texting my wife back. She your had, wife is right there. I know, but she had texted me. She had texted me a couple of questions during the show. Oh, I see. She was asking, wasn't 14 a little old to be watching Power Rangers? No. no, no, not at all. I wasn't watching. Forty three is a little old. I wasn't. Watching Power I wasn't watching the whole show. I was just oh, dude, watching. I'm still going to watch the reboot movie. Are you kidding me? Hey, I watch it sometimes. I was too. just watching for the Pink Power Ranger. Hey, you know what I'm really excited. Hey. All right. Well, I mean, you know what I'm really excited about. Speaking is, of what? No, keep going. That all of us, you know, as a community here at the Hall Dogma Church, the, the guys are going to. Um, Hang out to to watch the premiere. I am of the new Star Wars movie. I, I am cannot wait about that. All yeah. of the men of, uh, I mean, the Hall of Dogma Church. Going to yes. do that. Do I have to edit is, that? Is it? Nah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I said it so fast, nobody could really pin us Super down. Super speed. Um, is is any of the men not coming? Did you know? Uh, none Did of the men are the not coming. Okay. Uh, is McConnell coming? Like I said. Um, I like how there's been like a ton of good movies put out in the last couple of years, and we can't go to any of them. We got to go to some. We went to Avengers B-rated movie, and we're going to Star Wars. That's about right. I didn't get invited to Avengers. I don't think. Yeah, you did. I you think you got Avengers invited. With us. Yeah. I didn't get invited to some movie. You and a couple other guys went to by yourselves. Y'all went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Went and saw a movie. You didn't invite me. I don't remember that. I'm not going to Star Wars out of the fact that I don't like Star Wars. Can we that's, continue on with the game? probably a sin. But yes, so, anyway, be that as it may, okay, here's how the game, you game like works. like it or you haven't watched them all? I, don't, I watched the first one, and it was good. Wait, which one? I like Spaceballs better. No, no, no. If which, they came out with a Spaceballs 2, I'd go watch it. Which episode, which, which movie did you actually watch? Na, 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 the the original, I mean, the yeah, the original. The original one. Okay. Did you watch all three? Nah, I just watched the original. But it's a trilogy. I know, but I got to the second one and somebody told me there was a woman in a bikini in it. Nope, that's, that's the third, third one. Oh, okay, then I've watched the first two. I haven't watched the third one. Okay. Because I all, am true to my wife. And she would not want me to watch that. But you... Although she lost that after... That stuff about the Power Ranger? Although she has issues. I was going to say something She has about issues with fantasy football. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks yes. and... She does indeed. Who was it she liked? Was it Flacco? No. Not nah, Flacco. Which not. one? Was, is it Matt Ryan? No, you said he looked funny. Okay. Who, was oh, it Aaron Rodgers? It was, no, it was Jake Coker. All right, let's keep going. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I remember now. I remember. Okay. <laughs> hey, you guys want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. Let's, hey, let's, you got that motorhead music? <laughs> yeah, why don't we go ahead and play that? Okay. Okay. Reset. Good deal. <laughs> Here's how the game works, guys. Okay. I'm going to give you a series of characters. And you are going to tell me whether those characters are all voiced by the same person or not, or all played by the same person. Most of these are cartoon characters. Some of them are actually live-action characters. And 
in the midst of that, while you're thinking about whether or not those characters are voiced by the same person, our good friend Nick is going to play a soundbite from one of the potential things said actor uh, starred in. And if you get it right, you might have some bonus questions. Yes. So you get a point for getting it right. You get a point for guessing the name of the voice actor, if you happen to know that. And you get a point for the bonuses. So this could be a high-scoring game. And I don't have a pen and paper, so... Uh, I'll do it. All right, you keep score. No, no, no. Reverend right. McConnell. We'll, we'll, we'll hold him steady, and, and the listeners will as well. My wife is shaking her head at Jake Coker. <laughs> oh, we, I don't believe Can that. What about your score? quarterback? What do you think about him? Can you Can keep you, score? For for a potential um, male suitor in your life, do they need eyebrows or not? Mm. I'd like to know the answer to that question. Okay, so my wife requires you to have eyebrows if you are going to try to court her. That's good. That is uh, exactly what you would expect from an elder's wife. Hey, hey around the holidays, don't play with fire. because Eyebrows to be courted. Maybe we should have mentioned this today before our elder affirmation vote. That she's might been, have changed things a little bit. She's been pushing us to move to Utah. I don't know what that's about. I, I wonder. Oh, my. I right. wonder. Can we play this Does game? She I, I'm way wondering too. that, too. I wonder. All right, so as an example, here's how it will go. I will give you – let's say, Nick, I go to you, yes, and I'll say, I'm Nick. okay, are these the same person? Mitch Buchanan on Baywatch. Uh, Gilbert Shepard on Sharknado 3, Hoff 9000 on Kung Fury, and Michael Knight on Knight Rider. Same person, different person. And Nick, you would say? Yes. (laughs) Well done, Nick. That's no points for you. Crap. I would be ashamed to call you my brother. Okay, I just I want to point is. out that Nick had his had his phone to his yeah, face he when did, he said man. that. Not technically to my face. The, the correct answer was either See, my yes or no. Do you guys I said text? yes? Do you? What was the correct answer? The correct answer was uh, was it played by the same person? Yes, the correct answer was. And yes. I said yes. Played oh, okay. by the same person. So why are you laughing at me? I don't know. Okay, he was. I think it was. Pretty That's not what he said. Though. All right, let's go. Um, I got the game. And while you're thinking about it, uh, if Nick will get off his phone, um, at some point he's going to play sound clips for us from uh, the possible shows by that person. David, you get to go first. Nick, are you ready with the sound clip? Yes. It's not time to play it yet. Your bride is in the room. I needed to message mine who is not here, and so give me a second. Speaking of phones, I need to check in on my wife, too. Oh, I got a message from uh, somebody that just friended me on Facebook. Could you don't answer, don't answer whatever that. you do. Don't we'll talk answer. about that later. Don't worry. Could, could, no massages are being you, offered. You guys could bring your wives with you and actually simplify things. Wait, it's not time to play. Yet. Oh, my bad. All right. Gracious, I'm ready. Okay, are you sure? This may be the most David, complicated game in history. It, it may be. It may be interesting. I hope it's interesting. All right, are these characters played by the same person? Number one, cousin Oliver on Brady Bunch. Do I play the music now? No. I'll wave at you. Cousin Oliver on Brady Bunch, 1974. Wiz on Kid Video, that awesome cartoon from the 80s. Michelangelo in the 1990s live-action Mutant Ninja Turtles, live-action nope, movies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Stuffy from Doc McStuffins, oh current my. children's favorite, 2012 to 2015. Now, while you think if those characters are played by the same person, Nick is going to regale us with some music. This is the opening theme to Kid Video. That's horrible. It's beautiful. 
Okay. Um, same person or not? No, not the same person. You have failed ah. in your first attempt. Those were, in fact, played by the same person. His name, Robbie Rist. Cousin Oliver, Michelangelo, Stuffy from Doc McStuffins, Choji Akamichi from Naruto Shippuden. Um, That's in South Alabama, isn't it? Yep. By the way, I love the beginning to kid video. Hmm. That's the that's All a right. partial live how action many, show how many where they do get, I get for that wrong answer. Don't uh, that you get zero points. Okay. Sorry, put zero I'll give now. you some options. Which one for of these is kid video? Later. Okay, kid video is the cool looking guitar guy. The guy we were talking about, the Robbie Wrist guy, is the nerdy looking keyboardist. The glasses. Yes. Yep. Glasses. Okay, that's exactly okay. He looks like cousin Oliver. But the strange thing is, I bet very few people who have children our age, roughly, whose kids watch. Doc McStuffins would know that Cousin Oliver plays Stuffy on Doc McStuffins. My daughter's a huge fan of Doc McStuffins. My daughter's a huge fan, too. Um, All right, Nick, to you. I could sing the theme song, but I won't. This is a bit more of a classical one. It's not time to play the clip yet. When I shifted over to the tab, it automatically started playing. Understood. All right, Mm. are these characters played by the same person? Bugs Bunny from the Merry Melodies and Bugs Bunny show, dating back to the 40s, maybe even actually the 30s. Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. Heathcliff the Cat from the 1980s cartoon. And Twiggy the Robot from Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Are those the same person? In the year 1987, NASA launched the last of America's deep space And as Nick thinks, I will tell you, you are listening to the intro to Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Starring Gil Brand. Fantastic show. I'm trying to think about the ages. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was going with. It seems like a long age gap between the 30s and the 80s, not to help you out any. But. Well, the 70s and, and, and the 2015s, Robbie Rist has been... Doing See, it for that's quite what a while. I was. So that's in fifty years, especially though. because some of those are voice Waves acting. Money. Well, late the later's were voice act. I'm going to actually take a, a swing and say yes. You are correct, sir. <sighs> Can you tell me the name of that voice actor? He's one of the most famous, if not oh. the most oh. famous voice actor there is. The voice of Bugs Bunny, the voice of Barney Rubble, the voice of Heathcliff the Cat, and Twiggy the Robot. Gil Gerard. Gil Gerard is not correct. Okay. I didn't think so, but it was the name that actually appeared on this YouTube video. Well, that's so. not fair. The correct answer. Wait, 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 wait. Does it start with a, is it Mel something? It is Mel. That's Mel. very impressive. What's, what's Mel Blanc. Ah, yes. All right. You know, you got a chance for some bonus questions here, Nicholas. Do I get half a point for that? Did he also play Cosmo Spacely from the Jetsons? Uh, actually, I would guess so, based on the time That frame. is correct. That's two points for you. Did he also say, play Papa Smurf? Which one? <laughs> of the 80s. The 80s cartoon Papa Smurf. I think they're from different production companies, so I'm going to say no. You are correct again. That's four points. Nick was smiling because, you know, the mushrooms. Did he also play Porky Pig? Yes. That's correct again. A five to nothing lead. Just keep saying Yes. I didn't always say yes. One of them said no. Yes might be the safest answer here, and it might not. David, over to you. You are getting smashed, and we're only two questions Five in. nothing. So you know how the LSU um, offense feels. Zing. Mm. And roll tide. Okay. These characters. Samantha Maselli from Who's the Boss? Allie from The Karate Kid 1. 
Shadow Cat slash Kitty Pride from X Men Evolution, and Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Were those played by the same person, David McConnell? No. No they is the not. correct answer. You've got to give me time for the theme, jerk. Sorry. Oh. This isn't actually the theme to Save by the no, Bell. No, it's not. But does this anybody know what this that is? Kelly Kapowski was singing on. Can you name the group? I don't. I remember. Oh they, jo- they had their own group. They, they put did. their own group on the show. I don't remember the name of it. Friends Forever is the name of the song, not by Michael W. Smith, oh, but by Zach Attack. I Zach Attack. About that. That's right. Kelly. But that wasn't an alternate. I yeah, it was. I I I don't remember the situation. Like they were having a you can, a dream or something. You can go back to episode one or two and hear us discuss who we thought was the fairest maiden on uh, Saved by the Bell. Indeed, and there's only one answer to that. And it was not Kelly Kapowski, uh, it in was my opinion. Kelly Kapowski. Who did you say it was? Uh, the Elizabeth Berkeley girl. Oh, okay, Jesse Spano. Yeah, yeah you're crazy. But Okay, hey, okay. you get a bonus question right. here. Why is there stuff, videos playing in my ear? Don't screw this up. I know, I'm so nervous Don't about this. Don't screw this up. Just wait. You tell me if you know this one. And sing along if you know the words. Just wait. This is our pretty intro. Sounds a little Backstreet Boys. All right, you got the G, C. We met some time ago. When we were so young. It's Mark Paul Gossler on a radio show, and he doesn't and recognize thin, it at yeah, all. We've lost, we've tied, oh, it we've sure won. is. No friends oh, forever. Oh my God! Oh, that's wow. He well, he's old. Okay. I prefer the Zack Attack version of Friends Forever to that one. Okay, here's your chance for a bonus point. Um, Dead gummit. Okay. <laughs> Pay hey. attention. I was getting ready for the next. It was his question. It's, it's fine. It's fine. All right, here's your chance for the bonus point. Okay. All right, those were not played by the same character. Nope. What do those four have in common? They were all girls. <clears throat> That's close. You need more specificity there. Can you give it again? Can you give me what? the girls again? Samantha Maselli from Who's the Boss? played by Alyssa Milano. Allie from Karate Kid, uh, played by Elizabeth Shue. Shadowcat slash Kitty Pride from the X-Men Evolution cartoon, and I have no idea who played her, and Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. They all dated Mark, Mark Paul Gosler? No. I have no idea. You had posters of them in your room as a kid. <laughs> That's close enough. I'm going to give you a point. I yes! had crushes on all four. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Alyssa Milano, Elizabeth Shue, and... Kitty Pride, who Elizabeth was Elizabeth Chu was not pretty to me. You are in her later years. Well, in her later years, well, that's the, she. She did not age well. Age is hard on who? all of us. Uh, the girl off the Karate Kid. All right, guys, we got to pick up the pace a little bit here. This one's for you, Nick. Number four. Are these the same? Played by the same person. Number one, Lieutenant Barkley on the Next Generation. Lieutenant Barclay, uh, Murdoch, Howlin' Mad Murdoch on the A Team. John Baker on Chips and yes. Alf on Alf while you think. Oh, why don't you play some thinking music? I'm going to repeat it. Lieutenant Barclay on The Next Generation. Howlin' Mad Murdoch on The A Team. John Baker on Chips and Alf on Alf. One of my favorite shows as a kid. And still one of the best intros yep. to any show. By the way, can we get sued for all these sound effects? I wanted very to be, likely. I wanted to be a cop, and I wanted to ride on a motorcycle. 
And Nick gave an answer, and his answer was Were you wrong. a Punch or were you a John? We always we fought over who had to be John. Punch was cooler and got all the women. I always liked John better. Punch was a, a hothead who did stupid things sometimes. I was a John guy. Tell, All right. Nick, tell Nick he was wrong. He's already given an answer. Okay. Nick, are you going to stand by your answer? Well, no. you've already told him it's wrong. He's wrong. Okay. No you were, in fact, wrong, but you were partially right because Lieutenant Barclay mm-hmm. and Hal and Mad Murdoch were played by the same person, but John Baker on Chips and Alf on Alf were not played by the same okay. person. I, I didn't have enough. you a curveball. Alf yep. was played by an alien. Actually, see, that's the thing. Voice Chips Alf. was the one I was uncertain of. Yes, but I knew he was old enough to kind of be in that. He time could frame. have been in that time frame. And indeed, he could but have he pulled was not off. John Baker. He could have pulled off the. There was a have. major explosion in every Chips episode. Like there was indeed there was a yes. wreck. Somebody. Had well, a what bad else wreck. would they do? I mean, they weren't detectives. They were highway patrol. That's true. All right, so number five over to you, David. Yep. You have to reach back in the past for this one. This is old school. Wilbur Post. Hey, in our um, in our posting we have for that new co-host, <laughs> let's put something about knowing when to hit play on the YouTube videos. It's a good player. In right? fairness, on that one, I just closed out the other tab. We yeah. need and to. So, what we need to do is invest in a uh, soundboard. In our early in our early episodes, we used to make jokes about replacing him with Jeremiah, but Jeremiah. Martin's kind of disappeared. Do Where we, is Jeremiah? Do Martin? we replace him with Nathan now? Well, or? Nathan's kind of the more prominent Martin brother these days, yeah. but I still like Jeremiah a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's, Emily's uh, pregnant right now, so maybe he's tied up. Maybe. With totally. Nesting or something. Yes. Could be. All right. So, Wilbur Post from Mr. Ed. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Wilbur Post from yep. Mr. Wilbur. Ed. Wilbur. Um, Seven Zark Seven. Seven Zark Seven or Kiop from Battle of the Planets. Okay. Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales mm-hmm. and Farmer mm-hmm. Smurf from the Smurfs. Wow. Were those played by the same person? Yes. Yes is correct. Can you name what that my theme music? Oh, wait. We didn't play ha- the theme music. He doesn't hit play when he's... Oh, no, 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 no. We're not playing those reindeer games. Thank you very much. Texting on his phone. What is this? This is the theme song to The Battle of the Planets, which is one of my favorite cartoons. As a kid, uh, loved it. Fantastic. Still still a good watch. You get one point. Can you name the actor? Um... No. Alan Young is his ah, name. Okay. Now it's time for your bonuses. Am I done now? Could you stop that? Okay. Yeah. It's time okay. for your bonus. All right. Did Alan Young also play Haggis McHaggis from Ren and Stimpy? <laughs> he did. He did indeed. That's two points for you. Did he play Chris Middleton from Hannah Montana? He did not. He did not. Well done. Chris Middleton is an NBA basketball player. Did he also play? Uh, you got. You're at three. Okay. Did he also play Arnie Becker from Carl Anthony Towns and Associates, the L.A. Law spinoff? He did. He did not. Uh, yes. You get three points total for that. Still pulling the game a little bit closer. Over to you, Nick. Uh, no, it's six to five. I said pulling the game a little bit closer. Uh, well, I pulled it and went ahead. Okay. Well, okay. it's still close. Close game. Nick, are you ready? Crisis in your home affairs? No. He was turning the air down in the... It's hot in here. Were you really? Yeah. In Dang, the, man, you're an Iceman. Okay. Hell of dog. Are you cold? Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of Iceman, coming up soon. 
although not on this question. Oh, that would have been a co- cool. good callback. All right. Okay, number six, Nick, is to you. Optimus Prime from the 1980s Transformer cartoons. Flint from the 1980s G.I. Joe cartoons. Diego, cousin of Dora the Explorer. And Bud Bundy, son of Al Bundy no. from Married with Children. Same person or not? No. Correct. The correct answer is not. Can you name for a bonus point as we listen to the music from Married with Children? Can you name the actress who played the daughter, Kelly Bundy? Oh, hold on a second. Love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. This you can't Google it. I'm not Googling it. What are you doing? Waiting for the credits to get there. <laughs> Call time. You have three seconds. Call time. Christina Applegate. Did he cheat? Yes, he did. It just popped hold, up on the screen. Hold on, wait, whoa, whoa. Let's let's ask a question here. Did I cheat? Because I, think I did not Google. No, you watched the video that he you sent. watched the video. I'm Whose gonna, fault is that? I, I'm going to say one point for you. Thank you. Over to David. It's tied up six to six. Number Why did six. I only get one bonus point question? Because you you got to know there. I only got one earlier. Mainly, you get the bonus points on the ones that are the real people. So let's see if this is a real person one. Okay. All right, uh, we'll bring the house music down here. David, to Maybe. you. Owl. Was, owl. You know from what? You know what? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. That's okay. right. John Avery Whitaker, or Whit, from Adventures in Odyssey. Never heard of it. Otis Campbell, the lovable town drunk from Andy Griff- Griffith. Oh. And Gyro from DuckTales. Same person. Yes. You've never heard of Adventures in Odyssey? No. You're poor, depraved little children. Uh-huh. It's a fantastic show on Focus on the Family Radio. Allison's heard of it, she said. Well, good for you, Allison. I'm sorry for your kids. What's your answer? I said yes. Yes is the correct answer. Of course it is. Do you know the the vocalist, the voice actor, Uh, and actor in general? uh, um, Otis Campbell. No. John Avery Whitaker. Owl. If I could watch credits like Nick, I could tell you. You could indeed. Actually, Hal Smith is his name. He died, sadly, a few years ago. There's been more than one person to play John Avery Whitaker. As we listen to the dulcet tones of the best Christmas special ever, do you know Andy what? Griffith. Andy Griffith. Andy yep. Griffith, the first season After Christmas special. Now, where the old man is um, trying to get in. That's the, right. The guy that runs the department and store. And Andy is singing with his best girlfriend ever. How he yes. ended up with Helen Crump, I, I have no idea, because Ellie was the best. You are correct. She was, was nice and pretty he went and down, sweet. He went Helen down was like, mean. He went down like 15 levels. I, I don't know how that, mm. that happened. Okay, so for your bonus questions, you've got one point for so so far. Ellie was prettier, too. Much. Was Hal Smith the announcer from the Flintstones? Yes. He got his first Correct. bonus question wrong. How's he getting more bonus questions? You get, you get three. His but first I didn't bonus get three. Qu- you will. You will. You might, at least. We'll see. Otto Octavius from Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man? No. That is correct. Mr. Finnegan from the Littles cartoon. Yes. Wow. Four points for you, David. All right, Nick, over to you. We're almost done with the game. Ten. This is where we got to focus and we got to go fast. Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. Freddie Jones from Scooby-Doo. Megatron from the Transformers cartoons of the 80s. Dark Side from the Super Friends. Curious George from the 2006 to 2015 cartoon series. Abu from the Aladdin movie. Are those all the same person? 
Did Santa's little helper talk? He makes noises. Okay. And those noises have to be vocalized by a voice actor. I wonder how much money you get to make dog noises on a cartoon. Probably not a lot. It's it's a wild guess, but I'm going to guess yes. You are correct. And this is one of the reasons why I enjoyed doing this game. All of those people are voiced by Frank Welker, who, in my opinion, is maybe the best voice actor ever. I mean, can you imagine? He's been voicing those characters from early 70s to now. He's fantastic. He also does Scooby-Doo and some of the more recent ones. The people that are impressive to me is like the, the, the lady who does Bart Simpson. I mean, she's been doing Bart Simpson. Nancy Carter. Nancy Carter. She's been doing Bart Simpson. She has. Since 1989, maybe? Yes, she has. And doesn't she do a few other people on that show? Uh, she yeah, does she a lot does of several. voices. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, not over, as many as Castellaneta and Harry Cartwright. Oh, no, I mean, Harry Shearer. It's just funny that, like, even as you age, you can still do that voice to where, you know, nobody really. That's true. Picks I, up I, much don't, of a I don't difference. know how you do that. Bart sounds the same age he did. Yeah. 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 He's it's it's brilliant. Voice actors are brilliant to me. All right. Here's your bonus questions. You got one point so far. Was Frank Welker the voice double, the voice double for Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek Three? The search voice for Spock. Double. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm guessing that based on time frame and skill, I'll say yes, but I'm not You sure. are correct. Mm. I don't even know what a voice double does, but he was that. Hefty Smurf. Mushrooms again. Uh, no. No is incorrect. He was Hefty Smurf. And finally, Iceman from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yes. Yes is correct. You get three points for that. By the way, Still look up Frank Welker, the best voice actor in history. Okay. And that brings us to the end of the game. David, can after, you tell us how many points people have? After official review, decision official was judge David McConnell. <laughs> decision was I won ten nine. Ten to nine, yes. a very narrow victory. A very long game, but I hope you learned something victory. about the amazing world of voice actors. Is that blasphemous to yes, use hymns? Absolutely. It well, is. Jesus didn't write the hymns. Well, but you're about to say victory in Jesus. No, I was going to say was victor- victory for David. That might even be worse. Is that? Is I that, don't know. I, I couldn't do it in good conscience. But, I mean, you don't have one, so there's that. That was a good shot. I give you a bonus point and declare it We're a tie. Done. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that means that I get to you do. You get to pick. I get to do my segment. That's right. Because even though we are we are uh, approaching. We're going to run out of time, and oh so that gosh. means I get cut to. Nick's so segment? we may have to of course cut Nick's segment. Now, if we do cut Nick's segment, we'll cut another segment for 77 and put his segment there. No, I think we can do this quick. Uh, so this is the first uh, installment of a new segment we're calling Retro Friends, where <laughs> we, we go back. We 80s music here. We do. Nick, could you? Never mind. He's. It'll uh, just kind of play randomly at some point during the middle <laughs> of this discussion. <laughs> And it'll be, you know, some brand new music and then yeah. just some random person talking. All right, so. A movie clip. Um, 80s. They were, in fairness, they weren't random at all. They were in the order you assigned them. <laughs> they I was just, just being snarky. They were just oh, played at random, st- random, random times. 80s music would be perfect for Retro Friends. I'm sure Nick will work on that for a future episode. Yes. Uh, retro Friends is where we go back and look at an old clip Pick your from 80s a music, like. Gospel Friends uh, old Gospel Friends show. Yeah. And sometimes I'm picturing when we do Retro Friends, it may be funny. Like maybe we'll play the clip one day to explain where Bernard came from. No, that's a good plan. Uh, but today it's going to be a little bit serious. This is going to come from episode two, 
which you can find the old episodes on our website, thegospelfriends.com. Nick is going to play a clip from episode two. We are playing a game in this. Um, we do a lot of games. What's just realize you asked for this. Nice. Retro Friends. I like it. Can you name the artist? I'm never going to. No. I, I, Lionel Richie? <laughs> Rick What's Astley. Oh. oh, this is the whole Rick Roll thing. Yep. It is. Yeah. Okay, so. In this clip, we're playing a game in episode two called Is It Heresy or Is It Not? That sounds like a fun game. Yeah, and Chase, Captain Crunchy, is giving us really big theological words that relate to potentially some type of heresy. We need to do that game again. And Nick and, Nick and I are having to determine whether or not the word is heretical or represents a heresy. So let's play this clip from episode two of The Gospel Friends. Glossolalia, Nick, you're first. Heresy or not? Dramatic yes. pause. Well, you did long you pauses even back glossolalia then. Glossolalia is a heresy. I'm going to go to you, Reverend McConnell. Glossolalia. I'm going to say heresy or not. No, it and you is took not. no time having an opinion. Glossolalia being the Greek word for tongues. Oh, Mr. Jenkins, you are a cessationist. Damn. Mr. McConnell, you are not. <laughs> Nobody gets any points there. Uh, but some believe that the gift of speaking in tongues is no longer functional and that anytime it happens in the church, it is heresy. Others believe, according to 1 Corinthians 14.39, that we should e- earnestly desire to prophesy and do not you mean forbid like, like speaking in tongues. like the word says that cessationists utterly... Oh, sorry. I hey, suspect we're going to have I a have big some, conversation on that one. We should, so. but right now I want to converse on the fact that why did nobody get points? We gave different answers. One of us should have been right. Well, it's not technically that's heresy. a great question. I was having a good voice Cessationism night that night. and continuationism, neither one are technically a heresy. Oh, okay. I'm with you. I'm with so you. So nobody okay. gets any points. Or you both get points. So it, and the Chase actual, was talking to the side the of the answer was Chase sounded a lot happier back then. Option C. That's up, right. Man. Neither. <laughs> cool. yeah, a year and a half later with you. I mean. <laughs> All right. So here, so this got brought we up by. We just completely over. Yeah, we did. <laughs> We just nobody knows what was what. Yep. Okay, so somebody who who went back and was listening to, uh, I think it may have been Christian Funkhauser, who was going back and it was, it was binge Funkhauser. listening to the show, and he came Poor across guy. this clip and basically called us out and said that that we took the easy way out because we didn't declare it a heresy or not. And went back and listened to the clip, and we don't. Uh, but we Nick, basically say that to Chase in Nick, the clip. Yeah, Nick gave one answer. Uh, you know, originally he said. Um, no, it was not a heresy, I think. And then I said, anyway, we gave two different answers. And, and, and Chase said, essentially, we were both right um, because the answer was it's neither a heresy or not a heresy. Mm-hmm. Because depending on your per- perspective. Depending on your per- perspective. So Christian kind of called that out a little bit and said, well, wait a minute. I mean, is, you know, he's a continuationist, so is cessationism a heresy or not? So. Uh, in this part of Retro Friends, we're just asking the question, would you give the same answer today uh, if one of those, and understand we have both cessationists and continuationists who listen to the show, so we don't have to debate which one is, uh, you know, I think all three of us at the table are continuationists. We're not really debating whether or not, you know, we're right or the cessationists are right. Obviously we are. But, you know, the question more is if, one of those things is true. The other one, therefore, has to be false. So why would one of them not be a heresy? 
I mean, is a heresy not the you know opposite of something that's true? That's a good question. Um, you, you know, it, it, obviously, it depends on what your definition of heresy is. Uh, heresy it depends on the definition of is is. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm, good I job, Bill. A little uh, Clinton esque there. Heresy essentially talks about denying a core doctrine of the Christian faith. Generally, that's how we, throughout church history, that's how we've used the term heresy. Heresy is the denial or the changing of a core doctrine of the Christian faith. And so I think it is possible that uh, a, a ardent Calvinist like Charles Spurgeon is not a cessationist, and neither is an ardent Arminian like John Wesley, although it can be truly said that one of those gentlemen, if not both, are wrong in some of their theological Wait, views. Wait, not a cessationist or not a, not a heretic? Did I say cessationist? Yeah, you said... Forgive me. Yeah. I didn't get enough sleep last night. Not a heretic. Okay. Uh, You can be an Arminian and not be a heretic. You can be a Molinist and not be a heretic. You can be a Calvinist and not be a heretic, even though, really generally speaking, somebody's going to be wrong in that discussion. David Platt, for instance, is a cessationist. Um, and and I would say it is a is soft. He really, he's a soft cessationist. Really, yes, by his own confession, he's largely a soft cessationist. Okay, um, but I would not consider him a heretic. John Piper, on the other hand, is a continuationist, uh, believing in the gift of tongues. And I don't think David Platt, as a soft cessationist, would consider him a heretic. Although you can find some people out there that do consider one or both of those guys heretics. You can find people that want to find people who always call people heretics. But look, if you're going to call David Platt a heretic or you're going to call John Piper a heretic, you're just a jerk. And and that's, you know, at, at your core, you're a nitpicking Jerk. Jerk. So I don't think that constitutes heresy. I'm not saying both men are right. One might be right, one might be wrong. Uh, We're all three on this show continuationists. And uh, one of the things I appreciate about David Platt is when he came into the IMB uh, leadership, up until last year, the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Church had a policy where international missionaries could not speak in tongues. And that is a direct, and that is a direct violation of what Paul said in First Corinthians fourteen thirty nine. Therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in other tongues. I've often wondered how the IMB, even though it's largely cessationist, could justify. I don't think there is a justification. It's a direct contradiction of Scripture. And Platt, even though he is a soft cessationist, came in and said, "Hey, this we can't do this." So kudos to you. Uh, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, I well, wonder. Uh, just just playing it for a devil second. Devil doesn't need an attorney. Okay, whatever. Zing. He is. You one. Know, do Boom. we not call people? Do we not? Do we? Do we not want to call someone? He's technically a prosecutor. Do we not? Do we not want to point out someone's heresy because we like them a lot, or because the word has been used to the point that it's got such a harsh connotation to it that, um, you know, essentially you're a heretic, you're not saved, you're going to hell. Is that true in every sense, well, that, that you have a heretical belief, but it's possible for you to have a heretical belief and 
and that not be a condemning belief. Well, that's the that's the thing. You can be you can be wrong about a doctrine and not be heretical. Her- heresy, and again, I, I'm going with the definition: heresy, a belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious doctrine. So. And so, generally speaking, con- continuationism and cessationism, uh, most forms of Arminianism and most forms of Calvinism, all of those would be considered under the umbrella of, of orthodox. orthodox theology. Whereas Pelagianism, outside the umbrella. But at some point, that changed because it wasn't that they were always both under the umbrella of Orthodox True. faith. At some point, I mean, the. the Maybe we have to go all the way back to the New Testament, but at some point, one of those teachings would have been opposed to the apostles, would have been opposed to their belief in the New Testament, the New Testament church belief. So today, we've brought it under the same umbrella, but at some point in early church, they were not. And I wonder if, you know, someone had showed up. um, Of course, you know, cessationists would say, well, of course not, because back then, you know, the gifts were still around. That's, you know, we were talking to a friend of, well, two of the cessationists would also say continuation. This is hmm? continuationism is wrong for today. I just, I just, I, it, but they don't call it a heresy. So that's, that's the thing. Like, I, th- this is one of Skinner and I's favorite debates lately is conti- continuation versus cessationism. And um, he was talking about how in the early church, there were actually in the second and third century, um, people started splitting over it as early as. That, um, because they there was a group that saw the gifts as something given to the apostles to to prove their ministry and to start the church, but they ceased. Not that they weren't valid for a time, but they had ceased. Well, I'd like to know a reference on that, by the way. Second and third century cessationism, very rare. I'm not well, saying I, non-existent, rare. Yeah, like I said, it was, he was bringing it up. It wasn't so. I'll have to. I'll get with him after the show, but. Um, it was the idea that, I mean, the split you're talking about wasn't over, was it never valid kind of thing. And some of the things that I think of, her- of heresy are Jesus was not divine. Heresy. Ob- obviously heresy. Obviously uh, heresy. But, right. But the, And I guess that's the thing. It's those things that are just like, whoa, bro, like, where is that coming from? Whereas some, the work of the Spirit, especially with how abused it is in some corners of Christendom, you can see why people would be quick to go, oh, that's not what they're talking about in the Bible. And I do think the word heresy has, I mean, it's overused. Um, It's not a very useful word. It's not a very useful word. But, I mean, one of those two things is truth. Exactly. And one of those two things is not. I I mean, they're, they're opposed to each other. So either continuationism is correct or cessationism is, and the other one is it's it's a falsehood. The other one's false. It's not true, and so so here, I, okay. Here you is, know, there's a, there's a point where I guess I understand someone saying, "Well, it's it's heresy because it's opposed to what is true." You know, I, okay, I could at least track with that line of thinking for for a right. moment or two. You two guys are elders at our fellowship. Chase, which one do you exercise church discipline on, the cessationist or the continuationist? Neither. David? What? <laughs> You're an elder. Which of the two do you exercise church discipline on? I would not. On uh, which one? I wouldn't on either one. Not a heresy. That Do you see? That's And I guess that's where it is in my mind. Jesus is not divine. What do you do for that person? 
Uh, well, I mean, I guess if they were a member and came to, you can't that be belief, a leader here you would... and have that belief. You could be a leader here and be a cessationist. Yes, I, I, I mean, even though we are not a cessationist church, but again, I'm in your and, point. Your point's brilliant, and that's just I understand yeah. your point. I guess I'm asking: Is that because we're following the right path, or is that because you know? We've softened in some areas. That's one's a, true, that's one's a not. great question. You know, yeah. you look in Romans 14, and, and Paul clearly lays out that it is possible for two Christians to have two different views and both of them to be right. It, it, right in a sense. For instance, Romans 14, 5, one person considers one day to be an, above another day. Someone else considers every day to be the same. Each one must be fully convinced in his mind. Uh, whoever observes the day observes it for the honor of the Lord. So, so you know, you can value Sabbath, I, I think that's what he's talking about. I think it's Sabbath uh, above me, but but you need to be convinced you're pleasing the Lord in your values. I need to be convinced I'm pleasing the Lord because outside of that is is not acting in faith, and therefore it's sin. I, I think Romans 14, in some instances, gives us some some wiggle room. I don't know if wiggle room is the I, I'm not comfortable with that um, expression, but that yeah, I don't. I, I understand why you don't like wiggle room, but it does give us a level of. Freedom to disagree? I don't know. It's some bit of freedom to disagree. Why do you criticize your brother, says Paul here? Why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before the tribunal of God. But I think Paul wouldn't have said that about some issues. He would not have. In the church. You're absolutely correct. He would not have said that about, you know, so it's it where's that line? And, you know, how do we determine where that line is? And look, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm, I'm not trying to say there should be a schism over this or a you know, we need to make this a, uh, uh, you know, we need to divide the church over it or anything like that. I I think it's just an interesting conversation about if one of those is true and one of those is not true, you know, why would we not, you know, why would we say, ah, oh, neither one of them are heresy? I think it's just a good question. Well, and, and to me, it's it's the question I ask you guys, and, it, and, and here's... So your because, answer is it doesn't... It, the issue itself is not of core doctrine importance. That has to be that has to be the answer there. Jesus being divine is of core importance. We have to be saying the issue of whether or not the spiritual gifts are continuing today is not of that same level of importance. That's the only way we can reach that conclusion that we wouldn't do spirit you know, that's, church discipline. That's for me, and I guess part of my you know where where this question is is. Pertinent. It's what we were talking about. The word heresy has become so mired and whatever, and we are really quick to call people heretics on Facebook, Agreed. on Twitter, and and what I I guess when you want to start going, that's a heresy. I want to look at somebody and go, okay, what do you do if a member of your conversation congregation has that theological view? Do you break fellowship with them? Do you exercise church discipline, or do you sit down and have a conversation over coffee and walk away going, cool? He's still showing fruit, giving her repentance. He still affirms Jesus as Lord. He da, 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 da. We just we don't see eye to eye on this. Yeah, you I, know that's. I, I don't. I don't know. We got we got to wrap this up. We got to yep. move on to the next segment. But I, I would just say it, it's it's intriguing to me when you break it down. You know, maybe I I I don't fully understand the cessationist view either. But saying 
if you were to say the spirit no longer moves in this way, when the spirit does actually move in that way, it's interesting what level of importance that should or should not have. I, I'm not saying it's not an it's important issue. I, I'm I'm saying the, uh, many of the cessationists I've encountered, David Skinner uh, being one that we've actually had a debate on this show with our people. You I mean believe, when I ran it and railed at him and he <laughs> defended I, his position? I believe there are people who love the Lord yep. and have a faithfulness and respect for his word that is that is very high. I believe they're saved people. Uh, and therefore, I would have a very difficult time calling such a person a heretic. I do think they're wrong. I, I do think cessationism is a school of thought that directly denies several biblical commands. Among them, be eager to prophesy. You can't do that if you're a cessationist. Among them, do not forbid speaking in tongues. Um, I, and, and you could be a cessationist like David Platt, who doesn't forbid speaking in tongues. And so, therefore, you're faithful to the Bible and to that school of thought. So you're more along the lines of... I'm not going to call you a heretic. I do think you're wrong. Yes, and understand, I, I, I'm wrong I think you're in some areas. Yeah, if I absolutely. knew what they were, I'd correct them. We don't I, want I don't. to be arrogant jerks. Yes, even though even though sometimes we are. We are. Sometimes we are. <laughs> Beautiful. I, listen, I, I really do agree with your position. I just wanted to kind of play the other side of the coin for a moment to, you know, for the sake of the conversation. I would fall where you're falling, although I, th- I think it is a. It is something good to chew over of that level of importance. Because I think we could fall into a place where even talking about Paul's, hey, you know, some of you are going to see it this way, some of you are going to see it that way. And, you know, I think we could end up applying that to maybe too many portions of the fact. I think we have to be careful about how we apply that out because— I don't think Romans 14 is referring to theological truth, or at least not not in a, a deep sort of way. If I had the game to do over again, I think I would have ordered you the point because yes! glossolalia is not a heresy. That's all I was trying to do here on this episode of or this rendition of the Retro Friends. Once again, David gets his way. I won two um, games right, today. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, that you know, that, And that's the thing that's difficult to me about that topic is that— to hear some cessationists, I hear they're it's it's actually the abuses that they want to avoid and they want to be uh, charismatic I, chaos. Totally, exactly, John totally MacArthur. And I agree with that because I grew up in that environment. Yeah, so and it's I, I I said this morning not to quote myself again from my sermon, but some people weren't here to hear it, so I'll let you. If I, I'll means. just say it to you, but. You know, even the abuse of a biblical principle does not negate that biblical principle. That's absolutely right. And, and I think that's, you know, we have to, it's still true if it's true, whether we've seen it done wrong or not. Agree. We have a few minutes, Nick, to do your segment. <gasps> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, we got about 10 minutes left here. So well, I didn't really prepare, so I just figured it was going to get <laughs> I was. That's a bit of a well, shock. What are we going to do? I am surprised. And Nick was surprised that his segment was going to make it. Well, so. Do we need to pause for a second for you to read your segment? No, we're good. Okay. All right, so um, Kevin's blog at myhopejourney.co, um, this was a blog, he and I wish I went back and looked at the date, but he's had going for um, well over a year. Um, it, it started with his um, his son um, battling um, addiction to uh, drugs, and, so, um, they, and they had a long ordeal in their family and, and Kevin just kind of and admittedly to us you know there were times he would ask us for help there were times why are you grinning at Allison oh I, I was texting her sorry go ahead I, I'm listening to you no it's fine go look ahead. I'm glad you're enjoying this segment of the gospel friends was this segment not 
text your wife segment? <sighs> for some of us. Well, Chase is checking either fantasy scores or looking for more feedback on the Alabama I am LSU looking game. at Kevin's blog for the <laughs> article you're talking about. Thank you very much. So Five things I wish you knew about the parents of drug-addicted people, <laughs> which the link is broken, unfortunately. Yeah, that's why I was quoting it and not pointing okay. people to <laughs> So funny story. I've got to get with Kevin because the um, link does not actually work. Luckily, I'm an admin on the page, so I can go into the nice. Um, <laughs> I can go well, into we the better site. Get that fixed before you know thousands of people listening to the show. I mean tens. Of, I mean hundreds. Well, I mean millions the, is what I mean. Around the world, nine minutes. Um, I'm actually going to uh, post some links. His first one was five things I wish you knew about drug addicted people, um, and he actually had another article, pocket full of quarters. I, I, I considered doing all. Um, all, considered all three of them, I ended up landing on the parents one because I think it's, um, I think it's probably good for us as um, we have a lot of church leaders or pastors in the um, in, in the hall of dogma that we know of in the community, and so the consideration of I think we all go oh, yeah addicts, but this one made me think about the the family members that was really pertinent to me as a parent. Um, some things I want to think of as, as I kind of get closer to this, but um, Kevin's son um, had a battle with, with drugs, and during that battle, we we walked alongside of him, and a lot of it in a lot of different ways. I remember, David, you um, <laughs> driving Kevin to to help him and his son in, in a particular circumstance, counseling and praying and crying with them, and um, you know, through that, Kevin started this ministry, um, Hope for the Journey, and so um, something that's just really kind of a heartbeat for him. And this one, he took time to to talk about the parents of um, these prodigals. And um, he's got five things in here. The first one was, sometimes the apple does not fall uh, far from the tree. And um, basically kind of this idea that um, we leap to judgment sometimes that bad kids have bad parents. Um, we have, in you know, obviously we can think of Proverbs, train up a child the way he should go, and the way he's always won't depart from it. Um, you got the Lord, um, Exodus 34, um, talking about iniquities of fathers being um, on children and children, generation and generation. And he said that it's clear in Scripture that parents have responsibility to raise their children in righteous and, and dis- and righteousness and discipline, but it's clear that good parents will always have good kids. Is it clear that good kids, well, good parents will always have good kids and bad parents will always have bad kids? And that was kind of the question he he tied that one up with. So what do you guys think about that? The idea that, you know, if you're a good parent, you do everything perfect. Do you just expect your kids to turn out right? Well, I think that promise in Proverbs is a, is a, we take the Proverbs as general true principles rock solid promises uh, you know I, and that's the that's the thing are are the principles in proverbs guarantees for yeah. every situation and, and i'm i'm not sure they are and i hope i can say that without denigrating the word of god because i i, I don't think i am i think those are principles of wisdom that are true uh, John Piper has, has talked about this fairly extensively. Um, he had a son, uh, his uh, Barnabas, his older brother. His name was Abraham, who uh, was such a, um, a, a a prodigal son in the sense of rebellion and such that uh, their church ultimately had to uh, kick him out, excommunicate him. They did it lovingly, but firmly, 
And uh, that is an interesting uh, sort of back and forth to read. Abraham Piper uh, is uh, is a kind of a big guy on the internet now, has a, has a site that's fairly popular. I believe he says he's a Christian. He's kind of edgy. Um, but honestly, knowing what we know of John Piper, if one of John Piper's kids could grow up rebellious, um, is it fair to say it could happen to any of us? Our children are are sinful. Adam and Eve fell in the garden, and they were the sons of God. Um, wow. So it doesn't necessarily say that a parent is bad, that their son or daughter gets fallen into, into some sort of addiction or sin or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, I'm, I mean, I'm a dad. We're all dads here. Mm-hmm. And we're all sinners, and my sin has affected my children. And and the things that my children struggle with so often, I see my face on them. I see my sin in them. Yeah, I'm not innocent. And and I'm, I'm going to actually let David answer to point one and point two as I say this, but it's funny that you mentioned that because his point two was sometimes the apple does fall far from the tree. And he actually talks about um, when the disciples and Jesus are in their ministry um, John 9, as he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth, and the disciples asked, Rabbi, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answers, not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So to me, that's difficult because it, it seems at odds with Proverbs because, you know, basically Jesus is saying God had a bigger plan no matter what. And so kind of David taking both of these Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't fall, quote-unquote, far from the proverbial tree. Where do you kind of land on this? Yeah, I think, you know, I feel like the core issue there is probably one of, you know, transparency and how the church maybe over the years has responded to people who show weakness or are transparent um, because there's this sense of I need to promote you know, a really good life, and I need to show people that I got it all together. And one of the, I mean, in the society, I mean, one of the ways that you show that you've got it all together is you have children that turn out really well. Mm-hmm. You have children who are, quote-unquote, successful, and that is a evidence that you yourself have been a success and have done a good job. And so I think when our children fall far from the tree, there is a, you know, there's there, Maybe there's no – it seems like, oh, man, this is so blatant. I've not done a good job. And um, and so it's it's this – you know, we want to hide that. And and so maybe the church has done a really bad job of coming alongside parents and saying, we are here not only when you fall and you have weaknesses that show, but also when your kids fall, we are here, um, and we're going to see you through that. And maybe that would, you know, alleviate some of, of – you know, what Kevin uh, has, you know, has been writing about it, you know, whether he went through it himself personally or just know other parents mm-hmm. that do, uh, that have been shamed because of their children's failings. I will say that, you know, I think the Bible calls us to look at those things. It's kind of fresh on my mind because we were talking about elders today at the church and kind of going through this elder affirmation process, you know. There is this qualification for elders that says, look at their household. Are they managing it well? Are their children submissive? Because if they don't know how to how to run their house, then they're not going to be able to run the household of God. So there is at least a part of the Bible that says, okay, 
look at a person's kids and determine if they themselves are doing a good job and and running their household well so that the Bible points us to that. But then I think Kevin is right on that um, sometimes the children and their rebellion at the end of the day doesn't have anything to do with what the parents, you know, how the parents raised them up. And and I I think the Bible probably calls us to each of us individually to – to consider that and maybe others to consider that as well, especially if you were going to be in a leadership position. So there's a lot of nuance there. Yeah. The thing about in the qualification for elders is something I think about a a lot, Um, but it does say that he manages his household well. It it speaks to what he does with his household, not that everything in his household is perfect. Yeah, and I think Uh, that, that, you know, John Piper in that situation with Abraham, he submitted himself to his church leadership. He submitted to them. Did you guys see me doing anything? Yeah, I mean, he did. He submitted himself, and and the conclusion was reached, you know, uh, that that he was not disqualified from ministry. Mm -hmm. So I I, I don't think it's necessarily automatic there, Mm -hmm. but I think the Bible just says, hey, it needs to be considered. Mm -hmm. Is, Is this... And is this an apple? You know, is this an apple falling from the tree? You know, or falling? Or is this the tree? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the next two, I'm going to kind of combine. He he follows the same pattern of a little bit of compare and contrast. And Kevin does it um, with his blog. Um, and so I'll, I'm going to group these two real quick. And the last one will speak for itself. Um, again, we'll be we'll post the links to my hope journey. But uh, when you see an addicted person, don't assume that they don't have a family who loves them. But at the same time, when you see an addicted person. Don't assume that they do have a family mm. that loves them. Um, and so it, this is just this is a little bit of compare and contrast. And um, Kevin actually admits, you know, weakness early on here. Uh, he said, if you're like I used to be when you see a drug addicted person or homeless person, you ask yourself, where's their family? Um, but then he said later on in the next point, he talks about, you know, he remembers going to Teen Challenge for visitation and the percentage of guys in that program. That basically their family brought them to the door teen challenge and said they're your problem now, and that's that's heartbreaking to me as a, as a minister of the gospel, as a parent, as a brother-in-law, brother, um, you know, as a son, just to, that that's the situation that people find themselves in. That's that's tough. That is heartbreaking. Um, his his next point um, kind of will touch on this as I'm going to kind of let you guys both kind of have a thought. Um, his next point to me is the answer to that problem and that these families need the church. And he says the families need the church. The parents need the church, and the, in my mind, the addicts need the church. So kind of what are you guys' thoughts about just that idea that don't assume they, assume they do or don't have a family? And I'll let you, I'm going to let one of you go first, and the other one answer the other side. Ha-ha. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree with what Kevin is saying. I think um, the local church... I think the the best we can minister holistically to a family, and um, I, I think sometimes that means you. You know, I think the local church is not always going to have the resources. So, for example, I think, it, and maybe I could speak in in Kevin's situation a little bit. Um, this has come to mind. I think the church here had the ability to minister to Kevin and his family. Mm-hmm. I don't think the church had all of the tools that his son needed. And so, yeah. you know, in, in our, so our role in that case, I think, was ministry to both, mm-hmm. um, and we, we ministered to Kevin in a particular way, and then the ministry to, to his son was helping him find or supporting Kevin, as they found 
uh, as they found a, a place for him to go. But yeah, definitely. I think I, I think we make judgments about people when we see them. There's the two guys that pop in my head that I see almost every night on my way home from work at a particular intersection in in a town next to ours that, that you know I commute through, and they're at the same intersection every you know few nights and. You know, I you know we all have those thoughts. We have those, those kind of prejudgments about how did they end up there? Mm-hmm. Where's their family? You know, mm-hmm. are, are they there because they choose to be there? Are they there because of life circumstance? And you know, sometimes I think you wish. Ah, I wish I could just have a meter. You know, maybe Emmanuel could produce that after he finishes with the repentance meter. But uh, you know, <laughs> automatically just know. Tell me, is their this person? Yeah, yeah, their their fault or not? You know, and and. Um, and it's probably to our detriment that we do that because we don't, you know, probably the answer is everybody needs ministry and everybody deserves you to find out their story and try to help them, um, at least those that you have the, the resources uh, to help. So uh, I definitely think Kevin's right that the, we shouldn't assume there. Chase? Uh, assumptions are dangerous. I, I think if you're a – there's two things I would say to that. Um People, all right. So, if there's a family in crisis, they have a child who is who is or or, or going the way of the prodigal uh, into addiction, into whatever. Um, the there's too many assumptions made by people on the outside of that family, um, and there's too many. There can be assumptions made by the people on the inside of that family. Sometimes, when a family is suffering. People not in that family don't know exactly what to do, mm-hmm. and that can be misinterpreted as lack of care. Indeed, sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's merely confusion. It's it's I, we don't know how to help. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. Some people are intensely private and serious, mm-hmm. and if you try to help them through a, a very difficult time, they will bite you. They will <laughs> slash out at you. You're not wrong. And, and, and I, you know, all of us probably have had that experience, and it makes us hesitant to reach out to people going through a crisis because we've been hurt before in doing that. And, and so there's no place for that in the body of Christ. There's no place in the body of Christ to lash out at somebody who's trying to help you, whether you appreciate the way they're trying to help you or not. Uh, we have too often tried to bite the people that have helped us. On the other hand, we have too often given the wrong kind of help or unhelpful help or judgmental sort of help, and that's not helpful either. So I think the heart of what Kevin is writing at is to raise up the right kind of response by by people not going through the crisis. And I think the right kind of response is to as best as possible, lovingly embrace the family going through a crisis and get close to them, even if they push you back a couple of times, because it's kind of natural when you're going through a crisis to push somebody away trying to help you. Um, We need to kind of push past that, not in a pushy way. I guess the word push is not the best word, but uh, not in a nosy way, but in a you know what? You're my brother. I probably shouldn't take no for an answer here. Community is crucial. Yeah, in my mind, in this. 
And and for the family going through the crisis, sometimes they'll get into a circle the wagons mentality, and they'll just assume everybody is against them, and that perpetuate that can perpetuate the problem worse. It can drive people away worse, and that's that. It, it can just be a bad dynamic if we're not careful, and all of us preferring the other over ourselves. You know, the circle the dun- the the wagons or. I remember Kevin at different points having said, I'm sorry to ask you guys to pray for me again. And and that breaks my heart every time he said it because I'm like, bro, I'd, sometimes I don't know how to help you other than to pray. Yeah. And and just be here if you need to yell or cry. Yeah. You know, and, and so um, if you're part of a community of faith that loves you, um, don't let the don't don't let that doubt or fear convince you that they don't do not let, let me say this real quick. I, I had an observation last week uh, during church. We have a situation here where our kids will come down to the front. They'll pray for each other. Uh, one one kid will come down, and then all the other kids will kind of come down and pray for them. And it's kind of cute, but it's also kind of deep. And and some kids do it every time, and some kids do it two or three times. Well, we had a situation a couple of weeks ago where one particular kid, I don't have any idea who it was. It was a boy. He came down like three times to get prayed for. The third time I kind of looked at him and I said to myself, man, he's just doing that so somebody will pray for him. And then I felt like the Spirit said to me, so? And I thought, oh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being in a place where you say, I want people to pray for me twice or three times or five times or whatever until it gets better and until I know that we've had breakthrough. And yeah. and sometimes we, we when we're going through crisis, I know I'm this way probably more, worse than anybody. Um, I, I, I hesitate to ask people to pray for me, and I sure as heck don't want to do it twice. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes 20, 30 Times and you're right, absolutely right, Nick. That that's sometimes the only way we know how to help somebody going through a crisis. Please let me pray for you. Yeah. Yep. All right. So for everyone who uh, has uh, complained to us about some of our shorter episodes, this one, hush. This one is for you. Uh, and um, you know, I have no, I have no pull around here at all when I tried to wrap everything up about ten minutes ago. But uh, hey, I'm good the one that advocated shorter show in the prep, and you're like, well, nobody likes that, man. We got to do what we got to do. I'm yeah. like, well, we could cut things out, and you're like, no, no, no. Look, no, what I said was. We won't. We won't cut things out. We can't. It's not physically possible for us to cut things out. Well, I propose cutting things out. Uh, we on our uh, way out. A couple of uh, shout outs I wanted to give this week. One to Eric Lopez, who gave us just an incredible, such a nice guy, Eric Lopez. Yeah, Eric Lopez. Thank he you, gave Eric. us a shout out on Instagram. He I did think. Do you have his Instagram ID? You can look up. Oh, geez. Um, give me a sec. Okay. <laughs> um. Also, we wanted to give a shout-out to Alexandria Romano. And uh, Nick, in particular, liked her. Stop there. Nick, in particular, liked her. Okay, that's a great show, guys. I appreciate it. Um, Lisa, uh, we'll have to work through this with you, and we will journey alongside the whole way through. It's possible I was going to say her Halloween costume. Well, that doesn't sound much better. Uh, so she actually well, hold on. <laughs> she actually she actually dressed like the woman from Wait, Song maybe of it's Solomon. not going to go well. She actually dressed like the woman from Song of Solomon. This is getting worse and worse. <laughs> Nick actually said we should review her costume based on spoons. What? 
Yeah, I think this we need to sound the elder alert. We're we're too deep in the rabbit hole. Well, here. Nate doesn't go to church here anymore. Well, that is true. He doesn't go. Okay. Well, what was well, I've never been a member. What was so the I mean, church he was visiting? The the Church of Christ across town. Well, I've just get in touch with their elders. Home do, of do they uh, have elders? home of. Technically, today I visited Cracker Barrel, but oh, you didn't even get, you didn't even go to church no, today. Skip church. Today. You didn't even make it over to. Uh, what, Dude, we got did, home so late. What did we call? What's what Rev, Reverend? Um, what do we call him? He visited the show. What was his nickname? I don't remember. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Would he call him Reverend B? Okay. All right. Couldn't remember. See, you said, hey, I'm not going to be at church Sunday. That I was, was visiting Rev that, B's church. That was the plan. Yeah. And you went to the church of Cracker Barrel. Well, we need I woke to up at 940. contact their elders and let them know that they have a straying lamb. Alexandria Romano. And a marriage in crisis. I give your costume five spoons out of five. It was, a, it was very, very creative. Can we, for just for a quick second for context for those who aren't in the Hall of Dogma, can we explain her costume? No, you really have to go to the Hall of Dogma dot com and look right. it up. I don't think it's explainable. It's real explainable. Like, didn't she have like like okay? So part of Song of Solomon says what what is it? Something about goats hair. Okay, so she put goats in her hair. Yeah, she it said you have, not real goats because that, well, that would have been awesome. That would actually that would be six song spoons. Of been six about, spoons, but you have the hair of goats. So she, yeah, is it, you know, she printed off on a printer, yeah, little pictures goat of goats figurines and taped into her hair. hair. That's it's brilliant. Yes, I, I do see. I, I do think Emmanuel Jeepers. had a great quote in oh, the whole dogma because he said, you know, she was just going to have to spend the whole night explaining her costume. But, Which she said was part of yeah, the point. It was good. Uh, also, shout out to Brandon Miller, new listener to the show, member of one of my uh, uh, my uh, gospel community uh, college group that I lead. And Brandon discovered the show this week and has been binge listening from the beginning. <laughs> and I uh, told him I'd give him a shout out. He said that he loved it because it reminded him of his favorite podcast, Bad Christian. I love that. Oh. Yeah. Goody. So... Chase, you got anything to say about that? I enjoy the Bad Christian Welcome podcast. to the show, Brandon Miller. I've actually never listened to it. I've never listened to Bad Christian. Thanks for listening, Brandon. Hey, by the way, Eric Lopez. I hang out with some Bad Christians. You can, uh, me too. You you can find us. in that mirror, huh? Uh, you can find Eric Lopez at Big Easy 3737 on Instagram. Go Perfect. follow him. All right. We've tossed out a lot of different ways to contact us today at different points. Um, they're all on our website at thegospelfriends.com. You can binge listen there. Um, if you are in the Hall of Dogma, which you can get to at hallofdogma.com, you may or may not find the path to the hidden beta episode that um, in the discussion about episode two, that one got brought up in um, our super villain friend that we're going to. Uh, hopefully talk to you for the next episode brought that guy back to memory um but you can also find us on twitter at my gospel friends the voicemail 205-575-9735 or speakpipe.com slash if you're a new listener i'm sorry speakpipe.com forward slash the gospel friends i was just gonna say if you're a new listener and you've never given us an itunes review we would appreciate a five-star itunes review because david's thirsty and we'll give you a shout out i'm thirsty too i am thirsty it's because you drink all the caffeinated, carbonated stuff. Yeah, water. buddy. I'm about out, too. Hey, by the way, also shout out to Kyle Snitko, who sent us a very kind and encouraging yes, email yes, this week. Uh, did anybody write him back? I, uh, I did. I Good job, him. David. We yep. know we can count on you. Thank you, Kyle. Except when we can't. Um, wow, that was too much fun. Uh, did we get through all the contact info? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah, it's good. You're real sure? Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll tune in Is next week. Is it Monday yet? <laughs> it's almost... When you may hear David say, Hey, 
guys, if you have eyebrows, stay away from my wife. <laughs> That's awesome. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.